Welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. I'm Melissa Joy, a certified financial planner and founder of Pearl Planning. And I'm Melissa Friedenberg, financial advisor with Pearl Planning. Pearl Planning is a financial planning and investment management company located in Dexter and Gross Point, Michigan. We work with clients all around the country. The purpose of our podcast is to explore specific financial topics and provide advice you can use in your everyday life. Hello and welcome to the 52 Pearls Weekly Money Wisdom Podcast. This is Melissa Fradenberg in the Gross Point Pearl Planning Office. And today I'm going to be talking a little bit about inflation and the Federal Reserve. Now, this was inspired by my weekend. Um, I went on a girl's trip up north, which was very exciting for me. It's actually only my second girls weekend since having kids and my kids are 12 and 13. So clearly I'm more of a homebody anyway. Also, I don't know, we just don't tend to go overnight with friends. So it was nice and relaxing, great company and conversation. And when we went out to dinner, now mind you, we had already had a long car ride and some time to chat about other not as interesting things, but um, one of our dinner conversations was about uh, inflation. And one of my friends asked to explain how the Federal Reserve raising rates slows or kind of tamps down the costs of goods and services. So I'm going to attempt to explain it as I did over dinner. It's probably going to be not as easy now on a podcast as it was over a glass of wine with my friends, but I really think it's an important topic and one that people like myself, uh, an economics major and somebody who's been in the finance industry for years now, uh, with something we take for granted that we understand that relationship and how that works. But for our listeners, I thought it would be good to kind of explain that and also touch on what's going on currently Uh, We're in May of 2022 and how that relates. So I'm going to give it a go. So in the economy, higher interest rates mean higher borrowing costs for firms, businesses, and households. Those higher borrowing costs depress consumer spending and investment spending by firms and businesses. So the idea with that is that it will push down the overall demand for goods and services. And that's it. That's the podcast. Just kidding. But that is in its most simplest form how to explain why the Fed uses uh, interest rates to tamp down inflation. Again, it's a basic economic term of demand for goods and services and uh, the relationship with prices of goods and services. I will explain in a little bit Um, Some things that are a little bit different right now with the inflation that we are experiencing, again, in May of 2022, but I do want to just kind of give definitions for some of the terms you might be hearing um, if you're watching the news or just in articles that you may be reading on the economy and on the market right now so that you have an understanding of really what they're talking about. And the first one I'll start with is the definition of inflation. So By definition, inflation is the rate of increase in prices over a given period of time. It's typically a broad measure, such as an overall increase in prices or the increase in cost of living. Now, if you have gone to the gas pump 
or the grocery store in the last month, you know exactly what inflation is and are probably feeling it right in the pocketbook. Now, over time, we have inflation. That is always harder to wrap your mind around. Like right now, we're seeing it. I know between grocery visits that the cost of eggs has gone up. When I do my click list, I see that. And that's in a short period of time that we're feeling it. However, in the financial planning process, we always can take into consideration inflation because it has existed over time. If you think back, I know I think back to when I was a kid, if my parents gave me money to go do something, it was likely a $5 bill, maybe even less. But if my kids were going out, say with friends to dinner or a movie, $5 would not get them very far. So that's an example of inflation over time. And if you talk to a grandparent, likely they'll tell you stories about how they could go with 10 cents to the candy store and come out with just a bunch of candy, right? So I know my son and his buddy, they go out and spend 20 or $30 if allowed, which I highly frown upon at Rite Aid for not that much candy that we used to buy as a kid. So um, those are just a couple of examples, you know, what historic inflation feels like and looks like. And certainly when we're talking about investments over time, inflation will eat away at your ability to buy goods and services. So if you're saving for retirement and that's 10 years, 15 years away, and then the average person is retired 20, 30 years over that time period, if you're not growing that money, you will be able to buy a smaller basket of goods 20 to 30 years from now. We know that. However, what we're experiencing right now is magnified. And that is why there's all this talk about tamping down inflation or the Fed raising interest rates to really cool off the economy, if you will. What they're trying to do is slow down economic growth, which the reason that that really baffled my friends at dinner is because if you've opened up your investment statement, and again, if we talk about the, the purchasing power, if you're feeling some of that with how far your money is going through groceries, housing, rents, or if you're trying to buy a home, especially with the um, inflated cost of homes, as well as the rising mortgage interest rates, right? You're going to say, well, why would the Fed be trying to slow things down? Because it, it feels like it hurts right now. Part of why it's hurting is that things are more expensive. So your money is not going as far. Now, the next term um, that I want to give a definition for is the Fed funds rate. When I talk about the Fed raising rates, it's not the same. It's not like the Federal Reserve is raising mortgage rates or raising your credit card rate, right? So the term Fed funds rate refers to the target interest rate set by the Federal Open Market Committee, and you may hear the term FOMC. So this is the target rate at which the Fed suggests commercial banks borrow and lend their excess reserves to each other overnight. Um, and so when you think about that, I mean, everybody knows that when you deposit your money in the bank, that they don't keep it, right? They're, 
you can always take out a couple hundred dollars. You may be able to take a couple thousand dollars out. But if you have a large amount deposited in a bank, you may not be able to walk in there with a suitcase and have them fill it up with your entire account value and walk out of the bank, right? Now, with everything electronic, certainly large banks would be able to wire large amounts of money, right, between institutions. But what they're actually doing, because they're they're not counting on people depositing their money and then taking it out right away, is they are lending money. So they are taking your money, and maybe if it's in a savings account or a money market, the bank is offering you a particular rate or through CDs, but they're actually lending it out for businesses or individual loans or mortgages. So all of these rates at which financial institutions are lending out money are connected to this FOMC or Fed funds rate. So that amount, that number that you hear in the news about what the Fed funds rate is correlated in the factor of different rates for lending and borrowing uh, for consumers and businesses, but it is not the exact interest rate or mortgage rate per se. So that's an important thing to kind of differentiate, but it is tied or most of lending rates that would... um, loan out money to businesses and individuals are tied to this Fed funds rate. That is how not just the actual raising of rates, which they have done twice so far this year, again, we're in May of 2022 for a total of 75 basis points, but it also has to do with the anticipation of further rate hikes. So even if they don't actually increase that target Fed funds rate, Just talking about what their target is for the year or for two years, especially when we're talking about investments, the market factors in future rate hikes or anticipation of future rate hikes. And that is going to lead us to our conversation about what is going on right now. But before I get to that, I want to share a definition or an exclamation, if you will, for terms that are often used when talking about the Federal Reserve that I think is kind of fun. And that is hawkish versus dovish. Say that 10 times fast. So you've probably heard the term that the Federal Reserve is being hawkish to describe the threat of inflation. And what that means is they are, that one could reasonably expect stronger actions from the Fed. So they're being aggressive, right? They're talking about that they are not going to tolerate this high inflation. And so that is considered very hawkish talk by the Fed. Think of the two birds, a hawk being aggressive. And ironically, this is a total sidebar, but what made me think of it is the cabin that we stayed in. One of the windows was boarded up and I asked what was going on there. And a hawk had crashed into the window because they see their reflection and think it's another bird. And so they swoop in to grab it. And they swooped right into a a reflection of itself on a window. Uh, And when she got to her cabin a few weeks ago, the bird was uh, died on impact and was on her porch and the beak had broken the glass. Luckily the screen kept the bird or any other animals from getting in. When she had someone come out to give her a quote for fixing the glass, he said it was like the third one that week. So 
total sidebar has nothing to do with the Federal Reserve being hawkish, but I thought it was just interesting um, little tidbit about Northern Michigan cabins and hawk uh, glass breakage. So there you go, hawkish versus dovish, which you will hear often when people are talking about the tone. But again, the important takeaway from that is Chairman Powell or anyone on the Federal Reserve Board talks about rates. That can move the market. It can actually move rates up because, you know, banks lending money, if they expect that rates are going to rise and they're going to be able to loan out money at a higher rate in a few months from now, they're going to go ahead and do that now. Um, And then if you think about how raising rates will slow down the economy, people are already thinking, gee, growth is going to slow it actually can become a self-fulfilling prophecy, which isn't terrible in this particular case because maybe the Fed will not need to be as aggressive as the market is factoring in. So what I mean by that is if people are worried and businesses are worried that the cost of um, capital to invest in their business is going to go up, an outlook for slower growth, right? The term um, that we often hear is that the Fed is slamming on the brakes, right? Are they tapping on the brakes, slamming on the brakes? Either way, they are trying to slow down the economy. So if you think the economy is going to slow down, you may not spend as much money. So in recent surveys, 70% of consumers believe the economy was slowing. The net percentage of small businesses that expect conditions to improve over the next six months declined to 50% last month which is a record low. So again, just that anticipation or hawkish language from the Fed can actually work in tapping the brakes on growth without actually having to increase the Fed funds rate as much as they're talking about. One additional thing worth mentioning is that typically uh, there is a lag between when the Federal Reserve raises rates and when uh, things actually slow down as a result of it. And historically, that's been about six months. What we're seeing is so far this year in 2022, the Fed has raised interest rates by 75 basis points. And they've only um, done two interest rate hikes for a total of 75 basis points. And that's already starting to make investors nervous um, and seems to have some dampening on economic activity. And while inflation is still near the highest levels since the 1980s, Interest rates can slow that inflation. However, there are other factors that the Fed cannot control right now. And I do just want to mention that. So there's going to be a lot of talk as to whether we're going to have a soft or a hard landing. And what that means is will the Federal Reserve raise rates to slow the economy but not put us into a recession? Or... Are we going to have a hard landing, meaning they go too far and then puts us into a recession? So those are just some of the talking points that you're going to hear about. As far as this last part here, while I wrap this up, I just want to talk a little bit about what we're seeing currently with inflation. So it's important to separate out the concept of the Fed being able to slow some economic growth through Again, raising those rates, the rates of 
lending money between banks, which then affects consumers and businesses and the rate that they can borrow money. But one thing that's a little bit different right now is that some of this inflationary pressure is happening due to supply chain constraints. We saw, um, you know, starting last year with inventory and supply chain. And most recently, even though here in the U.S., we really haven't closed down our economy, in China, they have had a zero COVID policy recently. If you've seen on the news, some, some of the major cities like Shanghai and Beijing, they have actually locked people in their buildings. They can't come out because they want to get the number of cases of COVID down. What this means is those ports, now China is the largest exporter of goods in the world, and the largest two ports are Shanghai and Beijing. So by shutting down the economies in those cities, they have shut down the ports, and those goods are not getting out. If you think of all the different things that China exports, right? Those items and parts to things that are being built around the world are not getting there. Yet the demand for those items has still remained high. And nothing that the Federal Reserve does with rates is going to ease that. The good news is that there has been um, the 45-day new case of COVID in China has gone down and there are signs that uh, things are picking up again there and opening up. So that is a good sign. But the other thing that we're experiencing here as far as inflation with gas prices, not all of it, we can get into a debate over whether, you know, how much is domestic oil policy versus what's going on in Ukraine and Russia. But that is having an impact on gas prices, especially in Europe, but also here. And if you think about if the cost of gas goes up, even in Europe, the cost of products that come from there uh, also goes up. Now, we also have just a supply demand disruption when you have a crisis like we're seeing in Russia and Ukraine, both oil-rich exporters. And specifically in Ukraine, they're uh, one of the largest suppliers of various precious metals. Now, you may not be shopping for precious metals and realize that the cost of those have gone up. I am not shopping personally for chromium, nickel, lithium, zinc, aluminum. But those are things that are all in products that we use here. So again, there are other factors at play that are ca- that's causing this current inflationary environment that we're in. So I do just want to point that out since we're kind of talking about inflation as it relates to the Federal Reserve. Raising rates does not do anything to stop those factors that have really had an impact on the prices that we're seeing. Again, I just wanted to make sure that you understand when you are listening to what some would say industry jargon, but not everybody's a financial nerd like myself. Again, I was uh, enjoying dinner with friends and the topic got to this and I felt like they were at least fascinated with the first few minutes of the conversation and just really, you know, with a group of well-educated women who know a lot about a lot of things, it just made me realize that not everybody understands these terms that are being thrown around or even 
why we would be in an inflationary environment as well as a rising rate environment. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, if you did and you feel like others would also benefit from hearing the information that I shared today, that is always the biggest compliment when you share our episodes. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you're having a great day. You can access our first two seasons of this podcast on our website at www.pearlplan.com or on Spotify. If you're interested in learning more about Pearl Planning, feel free to sign up for our newsletter, also found on our website.